Right. So today on the Word, what are we talking about? We are talking about why do we need God, or even yeah. do we need God? We need God. You know, that's a question that I think a lot of people have had. I've had it, and Pastor actually this past Sunday, Wednesday, I don't know, within the last week, at one of the points where Pastor has ministered and I've been around, he brought up the point that we don't just need to make Jesus our Savior, we need to move to make him our Lord. And one of the prayer points that we actually have here at the church is, like, as we're praying, just really meditating on, Lord, I need you. And so this morning when I was, you know, getting ready to come in for the day, I was talking to the Lord, and he brought up, why do people need me? Like, why do you need me? Why does someone who doesn't know me need me? Because I think it's really easy for a believer to say, I need God. Why? Why? Like, why do you have a need of God? And so today we're going to be talking about why why is it? Like, do you actually need God, or could you do things without Him? Yeah. Yeah. Or do we actually need Him in our everyday life? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Why? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's... It's really easy for us to say, no, I need him. But, I mean, we just moved past Easter. Like, Resurrection Sunday was just this past weekend. And, you know, Pastor showed this video of Good Friday and everything that Good Friday was and how he paid our penalty of sin. He paid our penalty of everything that we've ever done wrong. And so it's easy as well, it's easy for me at this point as a believer to say, no, I need him as my savior, but I don't want it to just stop there. Like he, if you go to John 17, three, it says, yeah. this is eternal life. You know, and John three sixteen really says that God, paraphrasing, God sent Jesus so that we could have eternal life. And in John yeah. 17, three, it says, this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So if God sent Jesus that I could get something, basically. There's a reason for it. There's a reaping. There's a reason that I have available to me, and that reason is to know him. Yeah. Well, in knowing him, in Acts 17, 28, it says, in him we live and move and have our being. In other words, Without God, we're never going to have fullness of life. And some people say, well, no, I don't believe that. But just because you say you don't believe it doesn't mean that it's true. Um, You know, James 1.17 shows every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of light, with whom there's no variableness or shadow of turning. And so one of the things you see is if we're going to have any good in our lives, anything good, anything perfect, it comes from him. Yeah. So without him, it's just all bad. Yeah. It's just all bad. So I need him because I don't want all bad. Yeah. You know, and you put that in the comments. Say, I need him because I don't want. I don't want a life without him. Yeah. Yeah. And a life with him is good. A life without him is all bad. Yeah. And so I need him. And in that those prayer points that we have. It's you know, Lord. It's recognizing that. It's recognizing our need of Him. Um, this is just it. So imagine this. Imagine that somebody is atheist or agnostic, uh, but the truth is that God is out there and He's bringing every good and perfect gift. And all of a sudden, everything that He brings is taken away. 
Well, all of a sudden, you know, life would cease to be. Yeah. You know, the earth would crumble. It would fall apart. All of, take him out of it. All of our physics and laws don't work. All of our knowledge is nothing. You know, take him out of it. There's no oxygen. There's no comfort. There's no peace. There's no joy. Take him out of it. And yeah. We need him. Yeah. We yeah. need him. Whether we recognize it or not, or, or, and this is important, I think this is why we're covering the topic today, is because whether we esteem our need of him or not. We're, we're talking about this today so that all of us can esteem that need, because if we will esteem that need, we will put faith towards that, yeah. and we will yeah. get victory that will overcome the things in our lives. If we esteem that need, then we will honor Him. We will be in expectation of Him, and yeah. if we esteem Him, we will see more of that, and then our lives full of life will overflow into our neighbors yeah. as well. And so it won't just be a uh, one-time or a one-person that's a receiver, but God's plan is that as we need Him and esteem Him, life fills us, overflows us, and it actually helps everybody around us. You know, what I've found, unless somebody's just evil, unless they're just completely dark, you know, at their core and an enemy of God— Actually, what people are looking for, it's all in God. Yeah. All of their needs, all of their desires is yeah. in God. They may have to change some of their thinking on something, but when you get down to the core of it, when you get down to what really matters, what really counts, what people are looking for, God's had it the whole time. Yeah, it's true. He's had it the whole time. So what, one of the things in the prayer that I'd say that we said is, I need, I need you, I want you. I, I believe in you, or I have you by faith, and I thank you. Those four things, I need you. So recognizing our need is yeah, yeah. the first start of that. I need you. I'm, I'm choosing now to desire you. By faith, I, I take possession of who you are in my life, and then I thank you. Yeah. Uh, what I was just going to say is, as you're talking about this, the times in my life where I have reached out to God the least, where I have adamantly uh, esteem that need the least, where that's yes. been the most blocked, has been the times where what's available to me has seemed uh, not possible. And I think it's so important as we're talking about this to assess what is available to me. Do I actually, because you mentioned putting faith, having expectation. So when we have that expectation of what's available to me, that really changes things. Because, yeah. like yes. for instance, if I don't believe that I can have the Holy Spirit as my best friend, Am I going to feel like I have, like I need that? I'm not going to, I'm going to be like, well, I, I can't have that, so yeah. I don't need that. That's not available to me. But if I, if I have revelation of I can have the Holy Spirit as my best friend yeah. every moment of the day, I can be spending time in fellowship with Him. Yes. I can be, yes. He can be closer to me than a brother, you know, all these things. If I believe I can have that, then I'll say, I need that. That's right. I need yeah. that. And yeah. as we look at these things, I think that's a, been a really key for me is opening up what is available to me. Yeah. Well, and what, what I was thinking about this morning, and one of the things I'd like for us to talk about is I can, whoops, I touched my mic. I can say from experience, like when I pray, I can recognize, no, I need God because experientially, yeah. I know anytime I've tried it without the Lord, it has not worked. Yeah. Like I, I know that within my knowing. 
And I'm sure, sure that if I studied it and like I sought out scriptures, I could find more scriptures. But when the Lord posed the question to me of why do you need me? He was also asking me, and I need to do this. I haven't had the time yet this morning. Right. But why do you need me based on what I've told you? Like, what have I told you about needing me? And I think if you were to ask a lot of Christians, why do you need God? They could easily po- like point to an experience. Of, yeah. I need him because when I didn't have him, this happened. Or mm-hmm. when I wasn't seeking him, this happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do we know by the word, why Why in the word do we need him? So honestly, that's what, when you said we were going to be on with you, I was like, cool, I want to hear what pastor has to say. <laughs> by the word, what do we need from, Yeah. does that make sense? It does. It's just it's a it's a big answer because it's everything. I mean, and when I when I show you that that every good and perfect gift comes from above, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then we're literally we need him because we need everything. Everything he brings is what we need. There's nothing outside of him that we don't need. Um, legitimately, if you take him away, we stop breathing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Our our ability to live is on his energy, in his life, you know, our ability. We need him to sustain who we are and what we are. And we have this idea that we, you know, can get along without him, but we don't remember where it says it it rains on the just and the unjust. Yeah. So the issue is, and you remember where it says the church is actually the pillar of truth. In other words, the church is actually the salt. So the life of God that's in the church, the life of God that's in the church is what upholds all of this. And when you see like in the rapture, by the way, uh, May 22nd through 25th, we're going to have a teaching uh, uh, several days on what's next. Like there's been so much going on in the world. What's next? Mm-hmm. Uh, Reverend Dwayne Byerly is going to be with us teaching on end times prophecy. What's going on right now? What are our current situation? Everything. So we're going to be talking about this. Wow. But when you look at this, so the church is the salt and the light. It's the preserving factor in the world. And ultimately, the reason why the church is the preservant of the world is that they are carrying God with them. They have the truth in them. And what's interesting is, now we know that people are going to be born again after the rapture, but as soon as the rapture takes place and all of the known church at that moment is taken, yeah. um, the world crumbles. Yeah. Yeah. Like it goes into chaos just like that. I mean, super, super quick. And it just cannot withstand because the life of God is what sustains us. Yeah. It is his breath that sustains us. It's his word that upholds, yeah. right? The, the Bible teaches us that his word upholds, you know, this earth, this yeah. universe. It shows us in context and, and says it. his word upholds us, yeah. right? And so when you see that, we need God. We need him or else everything falls apart. So, you know, it's an interesting thing to me where you can have an atheist that doesn't believe that there is God or an agnostic who believes that there's a God but doesn't believe in him as Lord or Savior. I choose not to make him my Lord and Savior. Yeah. You, you can have those two people and they would totally, they would probably totally disagree with what I'm saying. The issue is if they're right, you know, it doesn't really change anything. If I'm right, it changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm right and and this Bible is true, which 
this Bible is a supernatural book. It's never missed. Yeah. That you know what was crafted out of the breath of God by the Holy Spirit to mankind. You know, I'm not saying that every translated word into a new language was breathed by God, but the core of it and the context of it is all there. And this yeah. Bible has never missed mm-hmm. supernatural prophecy, hundreds of years apart, thousands of years apart. It's batting a thousand. Yeah. It's not missed. Yeah. Right. And so when you say that's supernatural, yeah. that's not normal. It doesn't happen like that. That's beyond probability. It's not natural. The odds are so uh, astronomical, it can't happen without supernatural influence. And when that supernatural book starts telling us about these things, and you see that these things, it's truth. It's truth. And regardless of what somebody believes, truth is truth. I can say, well, I don't want to believe that. But if it's true, it doesn't matter if I believe it or not. It's it's true. It's happening. And when God says that he upholds everything, he upholds everything. And what will happen is when that is uh, removed, right, people that have not received him have it removed from them, that truth will become a reality just like gravity is a reality to people, and there will be a fall. And they'll they'll find out, unfortunately, too late, we needed him. We need him. And so God's not like, you know, is God sitting back like, hey, y'all watch this. Let's see what happens when when I remove myself. No, he's trying to tell everybody because God's heart in love is, I don't don't want, I wish that none perish. I don't want anybody to miss it. I don't want anybody to fall. I want them all to be saved. But they have to choose it. He's yeah. not going to force them. He's not making them robots. Uh, it's a choice of love and faith and hope. Yeah. And if we'll choose that, we can have it. Uh, that's not God you know, forcing you into his plan. No, he's given us an escape, and we can choose that escape or not. But the truth is, the truth is, we need him. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. Pastor Joseph, good to see you. Good to see you. As you were talking, what it reminded me of is when I first really, really started going after the Lord about a year or two before I moved yeah. here, I was with a friend of mine at the time, and we were talking. She she had seen so many more things in the Lord than I ever had. And so I was talking to her, well, why is it that these things will happen, right. but I, I haven't seen them before? Like, how is it that you know about them and I don't? And, like, signs, wonders, healings, miracles, things of that nature— and one of the things she said to me was, it happens so easily overseas. Like, because here in America, especially, we'll hear these stories, and that's all they are to us is yeah. stories. Right. And what she said to me has always stuck. She's like, it'll happen easier overseas because we've given ourselves more options here yeah. in America. Like, it's easy for us to walk to Walmart and yes. pick up ibuprofen if we have a headache. But in Africa, is ibuprofen around the corner? No, they no, have to depend on the Lord yeah. for, yeah, not always, thank yeah. you, uh, for that healing to come into their life. And unfortunately with the church, we haven't depended on God. We haven't yeah. needed as a whole. Yeah, in, in our comfort and in our, our blessed state because yes. of the country that we live in, because they were founded on God, we have some comforts. And we've started to trust in that source yeah. over God as the source. And what that's done is that's made 
no one hungry for the things of God, like what Marky was saying at the very beginning. When you know what's available, yeah. then you start to desire what's yeah. available. But if the church hasn't fully recognized their need of, I need the Lord, and all I'm yeah. going to draw on is Him, and all that I need, like you're my yeah. source, you're my why, you're why I move in you, I do, yeah. I live, I move, and have my being, then what that does is that renders a different result. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of a sudden the supernatural starts yeah. to flow out differently. Yeah. And yeah. if the supernatural starts to come, that's when we become the city that's on the hill, yeah. yes. the lampstand that can't be hidden, the city that yeah. allows the aroma of God to draw yes. men unto themselves. Yeah. But yeah. we haven't done that. And what that reminds me of also is um, is what we're doing making creating a demand for him. Yeah. Like if we are living a lifestyle where it's not we're not doing what the Bible is calling us to do. If we're not acting as the body of Christ, yeah. as the church, we're not going to have as much need for him. Like yeah. I, I remember yeah. when I moved here and I started doing some stuff in leadership and I, the Lord started to give me some opportunity to lead by his mercy. <laughs> but in that moment, like as soon as I like had leadership over someone, I had such a great need for him as I was in the will of God. I was like, God, I need your mercy. I need your supply. I need your help. And if I'm not in those positions. There's nothing like leading people to teach you and disciple you more quickly about yourself and what you need. But as we are walking out the plans that he has for us, as we're walking out the Bible, like if if I go out on the street or whatever and I'm, telling someone about the Lord, and they're like, you know what, can you pray for my back? It hurts. In that moment, I'm going to need him yeah. more than yeah. in, if I wasn't operating in the will yeah. of God in a sense. I wouldn't be making that demand on him. I'd be like, well, I'm just going to go watch some Netflix. Yeah. I don't need him necessarily yeah. in that way to watch Netflix. But if I'm going to operate as the church should operate yeah. according to the word, that changes my perspective of do yeah. I need God. There's automatically, I, I can't do that by myself. Yeah. No, it's true. I what it reminds or what it came what came to me was because it's so fresh when I had Caroline my daughter who's 4 weeks old yesterday. I like I checked myself before I went into that situation because I needed to depend on the Lord in a different way, not just for me but because I knew people are going to watch me. Like I know as a leader, they're going, they know what I'm doing. They know that I'm having this child without like pain medicine and whatever in a a way that seems just daunting to different people. And I talked to Pastor Nicole because not just birthing her, but raising her. Like George and I have had statements of where our child will be a ministry baby. Like she's going to be raised in the things of God and All of a sudden, it was a moment of, you've got to put your money where your mouth is. (laughs) Like, if you're going to say that you're going to do this for the Lord, is the Lord going to come through for you? And I had to really, really grapple with myself of, am I saying this just in word, or do I believe this in my heart that the Lord's going to supply? That he'll supply a grace for the birth. He'll supply a grace for her life, that he'll protect her and provide for her. And unfortunately, at the beginning, it was mostly all talk. Like, I I didn't have the faith to back it up, but I needed him. And that, I allowed it for a moment to overwhelm me because I was like, I don't know if I can need you like this. Like, I've never needed to need you like this in this way before. I don't know how, so maybe I am all talk. And I had to to really get real with God on it. It's a great moment. 
it, it didn't feel like a great moment, but it was a great moment. It's a great <laughs> moment if you will go after, if you will seek him in that moment. It's a great moment because you'll you'll learn where you've truly been located yeah. versus where you need to be. Well, and Pastor Nicole and I were talking a, a week or two after she was born, and she was she asked me a question, basically summarized, do you really believe in the goodness of God? And I responded back to her. I was like, I'd like to say yes, but yeah. because of where I'm at in this moment, I've apparently questioned it. Yeah. So I I want to tell you. A You're being answer. honest. Yeah, yeah, that's great. But I like I believed up to a point, but I'd had a cap on it. Yeah, I yeah. had a cap on my belief in the goodness of God. Yeah, which meant I had a cap on my need of Him. Yeah, I, I can't need you more than this. This is all you can supply. Well, let me, I'm going to take you down a little a track here for just a second to show you something about our need. And I want, I want you to see this because I think it plays into that. I was actually thinking about that. And then I was looking at this verse and the verse before it. So you can put in the comments, please, First uh, John chapter 5, verse 4. So one of the things that we see here is it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory yeah. that has overcome the world, our faith. Now, obviously, when it's talking about the world here, it's talking about the corrupted world because a holy world doesn't need to be overcome. Yeah. Right? Uh, you see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's talking about overcoming the darkness, overcoming the corruption. Uh, 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 probably, I think the best way to say it at this point for me is overcoming the lack, whatever it is, there's a lack of something. And if you want to, if you have lack in your life, the only thing that's going to overcome it truly and lastingly is faith in God. Yeah. And this, and he makes us this promise supernaturally. This is the victory that overcomes the world, overcomes the lack, right? Uh, It's faith. So, if we don't have faith in an item, we can see from this, we are not going to overcome. Yep. And if we don't see that we, in other words, uh, where does faith come from? Hearing. From hearing God's word, yeah. his word who comes from God. In other words, to overcome anything, we need faith, which comes from God, which means we need God. Yeah. We have That's to really have good. God. And so without faith, without God, we're not going to have his word. We're not going to have faith. We're not going to have love and hope that actually is what's manifested, what it's founded on. Faith worketh by love. So in other words, love is empowered by, or faith is empowered by love. Faith uh, brings into substance and being the things we hope for, the things we hope for, the promises and the character and nature of God. So we need all three of those things. Those three things are eternal, and that's how we overcome lack. Mm -hmm. All of that is rooted and founded in God's Word and from God. And without God, we have need to overcome all of these things. We can't overcome getting out of bed in the morning without God. We can't overcome death. Without God, we we don't breathe without God. That's why our 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 heart doesn't pump without God. Yeah. We need Him. We overcome yeah. all of this through God and through God only. We need Him in that way. We have to have this faith. We have to have His Word. We need God. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is I, w- I want you to see this verse verse three. 
one verse before that, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. This is the love of God. In other words, how many of us are called, you know, how many of us are called to keep his commandments? All of us. All of us. How many of us are going to be blessed if we keep his commandments? All of us. And, and this is the overcoming that he's talking about is if we can keep his commandments, we can overcome this lack. We can overcome this world. Now watch this, though. All of us are called to do that. Look at the second part of this verse. And his commandments are not burdensome. Yeah. His commandments are not burdensome. All right. Now we just opened up a can of worms because... How many of us have tried to keep his commandments and it was too much? It felt like too much. Yeah, sure, all of us. (laughs) But see, we already have a promise that if God commanded us to do it, it won't be burdensome. Okay, then why is, all right, question. Why is it when God tells us to do something, we say it's too much? Yeah. We say it's too much. And the issue is that we go into that, we go into that commandment, on our own power, yeah. mm-hmm. without a revelation of a need for his power yeah. and his grace. And so what happens is we will not even be able to, as this for believers now, uh, and for everybody that will be a believer, we're not going to be able to keep his commandments and therefore fulfill love because we are not seeking him in our need for him to grow in our faith and walk in his grace so that it's not burdensome. Yeah. How many believers missed their destiny because God said something to do something and they got to a certain point and said, it's too much, threw yeah. their hands up and backtracked and went away from what God was telling them to do. And yeah. the issue is because we haven't recognized our need for him, we've tried to handle it on our own accord. How many people have we watch? go into serving in children's ministry or, or media, or they, they try to step up and minister to youth, or they, they do anything, and in the middle of it, it seems like too much. Yeah. I mean, I've felt that pretty much in every commandment that God's ever given me. But at some point, we have to see our need for him. Yeah. Oh, I can't do this on my own. Yeah. I need you. And this is how I will fulfill my destiny is not because I'm good at it, but because you're good at it. I need you. In other words, we need him for our destiny. You know, you hit a point in that pregnancy, in the whole thing where you went, I want to say that God's good, but obviously I'm tripping over a doubt in my head. I'm tripping over something. I need to deal with it. But what you're coming to is, I need you. Yeah. I need you. And will we be able to stand in front of Jesus and receive to its fullness, well done, good and faithful yeah. servant, without recognizing our need for him? No, because no, we'll try to do it on our own. It'll be too much for us. We'll back away from the destiny that God's called. Yeah. God's calling you to a destiny to fulfill that you can achieve, that people will marvel at and God will applaud as you put on your need for him and faith in him. 
But when you get to that place where it doesn't seem like it's going right, you've got to look, did God say it? That's why it's so important before you ever start out, know that God said to do this and know that he said to do it now. A lot of times people hear what to do, but they don't hear the when to do it. They assume it's always now and it's not always. Even for Jesus, it wasn't always now. Because what you see is when he told his mother, he said, my time has not yet come. You know, in other words, you start to see that, of course, we're going to come up short on our own. Of course, it's going to feel heavy in our own power. But when I see my need for him, all of a sudden I can access what he has available. And I recognize now this need for him turns into I've got to trust you. Faith, which turns into an overcoming of the lack. I've got to move to that need. Well, and I think that we get tripped up because, at least I have, there have been moments where I'm like, okay, this is what God does, but this is what I have to do. And in the this is what I have to do, mm-hmm. I have forgotten in the past at different moments that what I have to do, I still can't do without him. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not, I'm not doing it separately. That's, yeah. that's yeah. the part of when you read five four first John 5, 4, and you talked about our faith is it comes to us by hearing God's yeah. word. God is the one who supplies our faith. I yeah. don't supply my faith. Mm-hmm. I apply my faith, yes. but I don't supply my faith. That's right. And so that's if, good word. So put if, that in the comments. We don't, we don't supply our faith. We apply our faith. But I've thought it's been that's differently. Really good. Like, yeah. I, I thought I have to be the one who feeds it and who... De- no, all I have to do is get in Him. That's good. And when I'm in good. Him, I get full. When yeah. I'm full, I can apply what I'm full of. But I can't do it apart from Him. Yeah. I have to be in Him. And mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. the same way with what you were talking about, keeping His commandments. I keep it in Him. Well, you know, you've heard me say for so many years that if it's not easy and light, it, that's a symptom that something is off. Mm-hmm. You see it here again in this verse in 1 John 5, 3. He says, and his commandments are not burdensome. Yeah. So when we get into a place where we're trying to fulfill what God's told us to do and it gets burdensome and it gets hard and heavy, either one, he didn't tell you to be there yet, Yeah. Uh, or two, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And you need to determine. You know, that's why it's good to have resolve before you start something. But then that's also good for us to use that as a judgment and judge and discern how am I doing this? Am I am I drawing from my need of him? Yeah. Am I drawing from his supernatural power? Or, and this is most likely what the case is in the majority of circumstances. Um, you know, especially around here because we teach so much on being led by God. So, yeah. you know, by the, a lot of people are actually hearing what to do and when to do it properly mm-hmm. around this community, around the Lunch Plus family. But uh, most places outside of that, they really need to check, have I actually heard from God? Because yeah. they don't understand bias. They don't understand that. But we find that people are moving towards hearing him better. So in this community, in Lunch Plus family, What's Right family, we're seeing that more people are hearing correctly, but if it's still hard, that doesn't mean that it can't feel hard and heavy 
and be burdensome. It just means that God is God's going to show us how to do that. And if it, it does feel that way, let's find out why. Yeah. Uh, where am I not drawing on His grace? Yeah. Where am I not drawing on that grace yeah. so that it can be easy and light? And so it's a symptom. So you know, people have I've, people have had problem with me when I've said that. Like I'm just giving you plain and simple scripture. Yeah. He said point blank. My commandment is not burdensome. Yeah. So you can't take that to the place that says, well, if I'm doing God's commandment, it'll never be burdensome. No, you hold some responsibility in that. Yeah. His commandment's not burdensome because the next verse, you're going to apply faith and walk out a supernatural grace. So yeah. if you're not applying, uh, if you're not applying faith because of your need for Him then you're not going to move into a supernatural grace. It's going to feel hard and heavy, and it's not because it's not God's commandment. It's because you're not applying it properly. Yeah. That's what he's saying there. Yeah. We need to apply that and draw on him. Now that takes the limits off. That removes the ceiling. That breaks that glass ceiling. You couldn't figure out why you were not breaking through. There's been a glass ceiling where we've not recognized our need for him. Yeah, we've yeah. not applied faith towards a supernatural grace to empower us instead of on our own power. We need him. Yeah, I was thinking about it. And there's this deception that, um, uh, I like when I go, okay, God has called me to do this, but when I go to do it, I, I won't have the supply to do it. I won't have his help to do it. Maybe because I don't know how, or I'm not good enough or right. blah, blah, blah. there are all these things. And it's really, there's really one faulty point in it is let, let's say I need to go to this level and I'm like man I don't have a supply to go to that level I don't have the faith to go to that level I'm not good enough or whatever what that says though is I recognize this where I've been this is where I've been yeah. if I if I say he can't supply me at this level he's not good enough at this level what I'm really saying it what I'm really saying is below this level I've been doing this yeah yeah and the, the issue is like Kevin said, I, honestly, I can't watch Netflix without him. Like yeah. I can't, I can't do anything without him. And there's yes. there's an underlying pride in that. There's a pride in saying, okay, I can do all of this. I can, you know, I can lead worship. That's good. I can do that by myself. I can, uh, I can help with youth. Yeah. I can do that by myself. I can do no. this plus. But you know, laying hands on the sick and they'll recover. Now I, I, I need, need him. Now I need him. Yeah. But I can do everything else by myself. That's yeah. me. And, and and there's this deception that I know I've had is yeah. um is not is not not the feeling of like oh well God's not going to be there to help me or I'm not good enough or whatever but again it really there's a pride in that to yeah. say yes. I can do this by myself though I can right. do these smaller things by myself and that, like I was literally recently I was literally surprised by God doing certain things through me. And I talked to Pastor Nicole about it, and I was like, I'm really like, I'm really shocked. Like, I did this, and it was right. Like, I, I did something right. And I was like, I doesn't, <laughs> I'm like, there's, a, I mean, the Bible says he's always leading me to triumph, so I should not be surprised. <laughs> but again, and I can say like, oh, look at that. That's so cool. He's using me. Again, though, there's a pride in that. Yeah. That's yep. hiding. That's right. Of, uh, everything else is me, though. Oh, wow, right. look, this is God. Everything else is me. Yeah. And it's such a pride. You're you're exactly right. And that goes back to, and we've got about five minutes here, so if y'all got anything to wrap up, uh, get it ready. But it goes back to how our culture 
uh, approaches things. Uh, you know, an Eastern culture approaches things differently, the, the opposite of this, but our culture approaches things where everything's in its own box, is segmented. Basically, you can be a church, you can be a church goer on Sunday morning, but you can be an ABC store goer, you know, the liquor store goer on Sunday night. You know, um, God, you need God on Sunday morning, but you don't need him when you go there. You, you know, we need God on Sunday morning, but we don't need him at work. We don't yeah. need him in our, we don't need him on the drive to work. Yeah. Uh, whereas an yeah. Eastern culture actually says, I need God in every area yeah. of my life, every second of every day. And what we see in the word is that's exactly what the word teaches us as well. Pray without ceasing, yeah. right? Rejoice always uh, in, in these ways. We need him all the time. Yeah. You see that type. Meditate on his word or on the law day and night, yeah. right? In everything, uh, we're thinking about him. We're praising him. We're worshiping him. So if we're using the Bible as our standard, which we absolutely should because it's absolute truth, then you start to see that his way, which is holy, is to have him in every second of our day, yeah. Yeah. In, every, in every item. And this is how life gets easy and light, is when we do that. Can you imagine? And we've done the series. You were a part of the Reset series, which we need to do again. Mm. Uh, but one of the things, can you imagine a life that literally had God in every second of it? Like yeah. he's there. What's going to go wrong? If you bring God into every second of your life, can you imagine what's going to get cleaned up? Yeah. Can you imagine what's going to not only get cleaned up, but what's going to just explode in blessings yeah. and solutions when we recognize, oh, I don't just need him on Sunday morning. Yeah. I need him. Yeah. Exclamation point. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's the end of it. I need him. Yeah. Never, always, without ceasing. Put that. Put it in the comments. I need him. All caps, big exclamation points. I need him. That's the statement. We need him. Yeah. We need him. Well, what, just for me to finish what all that I believe I had, as you were talking, what came up to me was when I touch something, whose fingerprints are on there? Like if I yeah. touch your Bible... My fingerprint now is on your Bible. Yeah. If I go somewhere and I, like if Marky were to be writing something and she wanted me to revise it, if I put, if I started adding my words to it, it would sound like me because yeah. I have a, I have a tone, I have words, like I have fingerprints and different things like that. Yeah. But when I leave a room, what marking do I want to leave behind in that room? Like when I'm yeah. in a meeting when I leave, do I want people thinking, oh, right. that Barrett, she's so great. She's capable of so much. Or do I want to reflect the goodness yeah. of God? It goes back to what you right. told me in leading worship. If people are still looking at me by the time we're, the set is over and we're wrapped up and they're looking at me, I didn't do my job well. Yeah. Because yeah. my job as a worship leader is to point all of the focus yeah. onto the Lord. Yeah. As an ambassador, it's the same thing. Then an ambassador is sent into another country to point that person to the country's goodness. Yeah. If they start taking glory onto themselves, like let's say I'm in I'm in China representing America, and wow, Barrett is is so great. The country of Barrett is awesome. No, I'm great because of that's right the yeah. authority I was sent with. 
Yeah. As an ambassador, I need him because when I touch something, I want it to be his fingerprint yes. that's left on that person. Yeah. I want it to be his mm-hmm. voice that's speaking yeah. through me. Yeah. I want it to be his presence that leaves the room with me, yeah. enters the room with me. Not mine. I need him because when he's in a room, every bad thing has to leave. Yeah. Yeah. He, You can't have God in a place and have op- problems still be there. And yeah, I think in a uh, function of humility, I need him to be him through me. I need him so that it's not me that's getting praised. I need him so that it's not me that's getting uh, the glory. I need him so that he can he can be seen for who he is to other people. So it's not just what's going on in my life; it's what's going on in the people's life. If if I, as a believer, see that my job is an ambassador, then I'm not an ambassador of myself. Yeah. I'm an ambassador of him, and how can I represent him without him? Yeah. How can we represent him without him? Yeah. I need him yeah. to fulfill my destiny as an ambassador, yeah. right? Amen. Put that in the comments. I, I need, we need him to fulfill our destiny as, an, as his ambassador. Yeah. We need him as a, to fulfill our our destiny as his ambassador. So one of the things that you see is that we have to have him in order to represent him in yeah. that way. Um, we can't do it without him. Yeah. yeah. I, I promise I'm not trying to belabor the point, <laughs> but Kevin put up, honestly, this is what I thought, and I believe the Holy Spirit added to it. He put up the koala bear fingerprint that Buddy put up, and yep, that's real. When a koala bear, according to Buddy's fact, which may or may not be true, um, when a, if a koala bear were to be on a crime scene, his fingerprint's so close to a human fingerprint, it could corrupt that crime scene. Our identity is made so cl- so much in the image of God that if I were to start operating so without Him and I start putting my hands on things, it could corrupt what's to be glorious. That's it. It just you know, could do it. It, it has done it and is doing that. And that's you. You look at man's preaching without full revelation of the Word and full revelation of the gospel. And it corrupts the yeah. image of God. Yeah. It corrupts his image that's presented to people. People think that he's mad at them, that he won't forgive them, that he's unapproachable yeah. because of horrible preaching. Yeah. You know, this, these are people that would say, and the issue is they're preaching from themselves instead of preaching from God, and it corrupts the image yeah. uh, in that way. We need him. We especially need him as ministers of God. Yeah. We have to have him. That's like on, you know, You've heard me talk about. You've heard me talk about when I'm praying for people that I will. Uh, I won't even. I don't want to. I don't want to hold their hand yeah. unless the Lord tells me to. I don't want to look at them unless the Lord tells me to. And the reason is because they could be shaking under the power of God. But I don't want to sense it because I see it with my eyes. I yeah. want to sense what's going on with them. Because I need him through the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. I recognize I don't need to look with my physical eyes. I need to become so spiritually mature yeah. that I sense that in the spirit. And you'll yeah. see me in operation with that. And I'll say, there it is right there. And and sometimes people won't feel what I'm feeling. And that that's, makes sense. But, but a lot of times yeah. I'll say, did you feel that change right there? And they'll say, I did right then. I felt that. Yeah. And, and I'm not touching them. I'm not looking at them. I'm sensing it in the spirit. Why? 
because I need him. That makes it more pure. It makes it more it makes it more holy in yeah. that way. I'm sensing him. I just got an image in my head of like praying for people with a blindfold on. That would be fun. Yeah. And I would act, I think a lot of people would be very uh nervous about that. That would be a lot of fun because yeah. it would work the same way for yeah. me. You know, I'm trying not to look at him. But that's because I've recognized long ago I need him. Yeah. I need him. So amen. amen. Do we need him? Why do we need him? Put your answer in the comments yeah. right now. Do we need him? Put your answer in. And why do we need him? What is your answer on why we need him? Put it in the comments right now. And uh, we just praise God for you. And I just praise the Lord that he has given us and himself yeah. and fulfilled that need, not just through Jesus, but through the Holy Ghost Amen. as well. Amen? Amen. He's fulfilled everything. And I love this. Uh, you know, y'all know uh, he's blessed in Ephesians 1, 3. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. There's not one he's not blessed yeah. us with. And 2 Peter 1, 3, that he's already granted to us. He's already done it. Granted to us everything, everything pertaining to life and godliness and literally made us, in verse 4, partakers or partners with his divine nature. That's what yeah. he's done. And uh, so he's already, we need him so bad, uh, so much, and we don't even know how much. You know, yeah. I don't think we have the full revelation of just how much. If we could see a picture of it in the spirit of what it would be like without him, I think that would be terrifying. Uh, I think it would be absolutely terrifying. We would see how much we need him. Yeah. I think that revelation alone would cause atheists and agnostics to hit their knees and, and worship God mm -hmm. instantaneously. Yeah. Because they think they haven't had life with him. They, they, the issue is they've had the rain on the ju on the just and the unjust. They've been blessed by him without knowing it was him. Yeah. Yeah. And and so they don't recognize their need. It's very clear in that word if they'll if they would get in there and utilize faith, uh, but you know, a lot of times we try to get in our head and figure it all out, and the Bible is very clear. We try to figure all that out in human logic. We become foolish. So, amen. Yeah. Uh, let's just read these as we finish out. Uh, Joni said, uh, Mark Presley, uh, on the Presley Life Group line, he said about how we need to be the light in a dark wor world. It's cool how it ties in today. William said, we need him to fulfill our destiny as his ambassador. And uh, let's see, Buddy said, we need, yes, we need him. We could do nothing without him. Yep, that's real. And Joni said, I that's, need him. I would be lost without him. Yeah. Oh, man, what a statement. Uh, William said, yes, because without him, I am nothing. Yeah. Right. Uh, Kevin Nowicki, do we need him? Yes, because in him we live and move and have our being. So outside of him, I cannot live. I cannot move. Yeah. I cannot have my being. Great mm -hmm. answer. Yeah. Miss Marilyn, I need him because I'm nothing without him. Hannah, I need him because he's my creator. He is the one who knew me before I even took my first breath. Whew, yes, he did. Glory to God for all of us. Kelly, mm -hmm. I said, is that why Jesus sweat blood? Because he didn't want to be without the Father. Well, he felt, it, it's clear that there he felt the pressure of what, he felt the human pressure of what was going through. You know, so see right there is a great example of that he was following the commandment of God. It looks burdensome, but what did he do? 
He drew on his need of the Father, and the grace of God brought him all the way through that. Um, He saw that was a very, uh, very much a human pressure that he overcame by putting faith in his need on the Father in that moment. That's what he was praying for. He was praying for strength. Grayson said, I need him in all things. He makes me a better wife, mom, and amen. Glory to God. Let's just pray over that today. Father, we just pray right now that we would have revelation of our need for you on a higher level. Lord, show us our need for you. Ooh, I just see it. There's going to be supernatural revelation that comes off of this prayer. Dreams, visions. Lord, show us our need for you. Now, when those comes, you may be one that receives that. You might not be one that receives it. But when those comes and somebody gives the testimony of what God shows them, you need to take it for yourself because you were here when we were talking about that and we were praying. So a lot of times he won't show everybody the same thing. He'll show one person who speaks on his behalf. And so when that comes up, make sure that you take it as personal. He was talking to you based off of this prayer where I prayed that, Lord, we ask you to show us a revelation of it. So, Father, right now, show us a revelation of our need for you. Oh, man, golly, I feel that. Yeah. Show us our need for you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Make it real. And, Lord, let us go after you with every bit of our love, faith, and hope. And let us be overcomers of the lack and of the corruption in the world. We thank you for it, and we praise you for it. Give you the glory. Lord, we praise you in advance that even though we may not have full revelation yet of our need for you, we know that you've already supplied. You've already supplied every ounce of it. And Lord, by faith, we see our need for you, and by faith, we draw on you for that need. We praise you, we worship you, and we give you the glory. Thank you, Father. Mahatona, Brenini Karaboso, Pondra Karnyanti Redei, Bukatanama Oyetefrana Akadoma, Shumbrelu to Sotrono, Opraho, Bombe Menukuma, Yetedekoshe, Operama Asati Itine, Ando Okofrene Aho Papi Penicos, Dopre, Pangikede. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, enlighten our hearts and our minds from heaven. Lord, enlighten our eyes that we can see a more full and clear picture that the seeing through a glass darkly, let it be less dark that we can see and communicate what you would have us to see and communicate. Let us walk in a revelation, an ongoing, consistent revelation of our need for you. Let us sense the, the lack that we would have without you, but yet the praise that we have because we do have you. Father, thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your grace. In the name of Jesus, so be it. Thank you, Father. Do y'all have anything to add to that? No, sir. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Well, we just praise God for you. And, you know, we sow this broadcast into the world every single weekday. 
that we have the ability to be live, and uh, you don't owe us a thing for it. But there are some of you that would like to partner. God's writing it on your heart to partner, and not just partner a little bit. Some of you, God's writing it on your heart to partner big, like a covenant partnership that's ongoing for the rest of your time on the earth. If that's you, then be obedient to what he says. You know, we can't do it without him, but with him, he'll show us what to do, and he'll supply grace He'll supply seed to the sower. That's his supernatural grace in areas that we didn't have. So just seek the Lord. Be obedient. If we're willing and obedient, we'll eat the good of the land. But there's people that want to partner with us in prayers and sharing the broadcast in finances, in in resources and skills. There's even people that God's saying, I want you to move there and be a part of the ministry. There's people that are saying, I want, there's people that God's speaking to and saying, I want you to go and help on a daily basis. Start believing me for the ability to do that. So Father, right now, for everybody who's sowing in any form or fashion, Lord, let them be blessed. Let every seed be blessed. Let it be pressed down, shaken together, running over. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, we praise you, and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. We love you. Thank y'all. Great topic. Thank you. (laughs) Amen. Y'all have anything else before we shoot out of here? Mm -mm. No. Thanks for being on with us today. We're going to be back live tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. And we're going to hand it over to Buddy, but... As you are finishing up this video, click on to another one. We have literally hundreds. I mean, we're probably yeah. hearing a thousand. I, I, <laughs> Is it have, six or eight hundred? We're over now. I'm not sure. Buddy might know that, but we have we easily have hundreds of videos. We yeah. can click through. Faith comes by hearing. Let your faith be supplied today by the yes. word of God. Yeah. We love you. We'll be back live tomorrow. But right now, Buddy's got some awesome stuff to tell you about. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for joining us today. Again, share the broadcast, spread the word, watch another video because there's going on. Um, But we also want to let you guys know that uh, we have an awesome event coming up. We have Reverend Dwayne Byerly is uh, coming to Albemarle, and he's going to be doing an awesome uh, series on what is happening next. Uh, What's next? Talking about end-time Bible prophecy. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be here at Boomerang Church on May 22nd to 25th. So we want to invite you. Set some time on your calendar. If you want to be a part of that, if the Lord's leading you to be here for that, definitely be here for that. Um, but guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We love you. We, see, we will see you tomorrow at 1130 for Lunch Plus. Have an awesome rest of your Tuesday. Bye.